0: Good morning, church. It's really great to be with you this morning. I am so privileged to be able to share the word of God with you today and hi for all of those who I've not maybe said hello to in the chat but please do um, continue to chat with each other um, during the message and when we um, are speaking as speakers um, it's always encouraging um, when you are interacting during the message. To be honest if we were in person and if I were speaking to you um, on a stage with all of you in front then I would love that same interaction it really helps us as speakers um, to know and you can get the best out of us that way and when you um, encourage us then it's so well worth it. But um, can we just pray before we get into the word of God this morning? Lord I thank you, I thank you for your word and I thank you for your church, I thank you for each person that's tuning in this morning whether they be here for the first time or maybe they've been here for many many years Lord we just celebrate you this morning and we ask that you would Speak to our hearts that you would open our hearts even more to your love and your care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I, am um, like many of you, really enjoy getting out into nature, walking with, with the dog. You know, sometimes we go on family walks together. Um, sometimes I just go by myself. And the other day I was walking by myself and I'd gone into the, the forest area behind our home and I was listening to music on my um, on my phone. I was going to say iPod, but that's dated. <laughs> on my phone with my earphones in and I was singing away and I'm thinking, no one's here so I can sing as loud as I want. And I was really enjoying, you know, worshipping, singing along to worship music because I really do miss those um, corporate worship times. So when I'm out walking the dog, that's the time when I can really sing to God Um, And to be honest, I know that if anyone were to hear me well, who cares anyway, like, maybe they'll enjoy hearing it. But then it got me thinking when I was sort of singing and going through that thought in my head, I thought, to me, I can hear this music. To me, this sounds pretty good to anybody else oh, they can't hear the music that I'm singing, and because I can't really hear my voice as much with my earphones in, it might kind of sound like I'm in pain or not quite in tune, Um, which is a different experience, shall we say, to other people listening than it is to yourself when you're enjoying it, because you can hear the music, you've got all the atmosphere going on, but actually, nobody else can. Um, This is when my kids roll their eyes. You're so embarrassing. But anyway, it just made me think, you know, if if I was back in the 90s and uh, had one of those big ghetto blasters, you know, that project the music out when they used to walk around with them on their shoulders, then everybody else would hear what I'm also hearing and would enjoy the same music. So maybe it wouldn't be quite as insular and alone with it. But it really made me think how metaphorically we can be in that situation. And certainly in this season, particularly this time of um, separation physically from other people, we we can be very insular and on our own. And, and I think at the moment, more than ever, that's heightened. You know, they do talk about this um, period in in history anyway being quite a selfie era and people are very introspective people are very um you know analyzing what's going on in in themselves um and and I think at the moment that's even more heightened because of lockdowns and and that sense of being um shut away so much and you know humanity is is analyzing so much when we think about the questions that people are asking at the moment, a lot of it is to do with, you know, what am I doing with my life? Am I okay? Am I managing okay? Is my mental health okay? Am I, you know, do I look perfect enough? Is my Instagram just that polished enough that I'm going to get enough likes to make me feel okay? And, and, you know, what's my purpose? And who's going to help me to get to my destiny? You know, they're all questions that people ask at the moment. And, you know, Some for different motives and for different reasons and and I think for me it really makes me think of how much it's like our earphones are in and we're listening to our own music and trying to work it all out. Um, John's series at the moment that he's laying out is just amazing and you know the one that we've just had the As One series has been really foundational for us as a church to help you know, come together in unity. And, you know, we're building on the foundations of what has gone before and we're celebrating what has been built already. This church is phenomenal. You know, John and I both, from the very beginning of our interaction with the church, have loved it and known that there are giants that we're walking in the footsteps of. And this is also a new season where we can bring those seeds from the, the past into a fantastic future. And and the series that, that John has been outlying for all of us hasn't been a um, a one-off thing it's been laying the foundations for continuing to sow great seeds for an even greater future because what is ahead has got to be um, far greater because of moving towards that and this series everyone is taking that even further and encouraging all of us to see what our contribution can be within the church and It's that sense of we belong here. And if we belong here, then how do we interact within this environment of togetherness? And, you know, last week, Jessica and Paul um, spoke about everybody caring. Um, Next week, John will unpack everyone being a soul winner. And today, my message is about everybody contributing. And, you know, as I said, we as a church, we're united we're in this together, we're all different, we're all unique, God has made us amazingly unique, and that's a richness and a colourfulness that we can all bring to the table, but as one together, everyone is a part of this amazing community. But here's the thing, it's a shame if we were all here in this, all with our headphones in, listening to our own music, that would not create that unity that we're talking about, and that we so Um, so need as we move forward. If you think about it, it's like a family um, experiencing a dinner together. You know, everyone in some way contributes to that meal in many different ways. If we think someone has to earn the money that then pays for the food to eat, someone then has to then go out and buy the food with that money. Someone has to then prepare that food in the kitchen and prepare that Lovely meal that they know that the family will enjoy together. Then, as a family, everyone sits down and and enjoys eating that for everyone. And everyone contributes to that bit. The eating, of course. And then after the, you know, after the meal, then people clear up and wash the dishes and put them away, make things tidy again. Everyone, in some way, contributes to that meal happening. And and if one family member consistently rocks up to the dinner table having helped you know having not helped do anything to prepare it and then eats and then disappears straight afterwards and doesn't contribute to to clearing up we would have words to say we would want to create some healthy habits as a family, we would want to make sure that everyone in some way is contributing to that family meal together. And, and so in effect, that's what we're doing here as well, ensuring that everyone has a place at the table, everyone has incredible food to eat, spiritual nourishment, so important, but everyone is in this together in how they contribute. And everyone's contribution might be completely different, but everyone has a place to contribute, which is so, so important. Um, in the Bible, um in the New Testament, Paul um was very, very instrumental in helping churches in the early church days um, to create those healthy environments and to create healthy boundaries, healthy principles. And in the letter to the Ephesians, um he he describes us as a church, the Ephesian church, as being a family, and and in Ephesians 2, verse 19 through to 22 he describes it and it's incredible he says consequently you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him too, you are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Isn't that incredible? Like when I read that, that just fills me with such excitement and a sense of belonging. Like we're not just some random group of people who choose to be in the same place. Um, But we're united in the fact that God dwells within us. Like we are... We are his dwelling place, we're his body on the earth today. And that's such an exciting thing to be part of. I absolutely love it. And you know, that's why we're here together. We're here with a purpose of being a family of God. You know, everyone having their different parts to play, everyone being from different backgrounds and different nationalities maybe, but we all have that sense of we're a family and we all have a part to play in that family. You know, if we skip ahead a couple of chapters, um, Ephesians chapter 4, Paul goes on to describe, you know, our place within the family and, and, you know, what we can do within that, our contribution, should I say, within that. And Ephesians 4, verse 11 through to 13 says so Christ himself So remember back in the other chapter I talked about and it said that Christ was the chief cornerstone on him it's all built and here it's he's going on to say so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. How descriptive is that? That's so clear, isn't it? That God himself is equipping his people for works of service, for their contribution towards the community, but also out into the world, beyond the church community. And you know, when I've, um, when I've read this, I've also um, noted in the message um, paraphrase, It uses language of unity and it talks here about, you know, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's son. Fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. And that's... um, that's such a picture isn't it of of unity when we're moving rhythmically and easily together. But it's also a comforting scripture for me. And you know, in the past, I've read this scripture and focused a lot on those ministry gifts that it talks about here. And you know, as you know, John and myself have been pastors for quite a long time. I've often read it and agonised over which well, which one am I? am I? Am I a teacher? Am I a prophet? Am I a preacher? Am I a pastor? What am I? I? And to be honest, I've probably neglected the latter part of this verse where it talks about actually those ministry gifts are given as a gift to the church to equip us. So instead of trying to shoehorn myself into one of those people actually i'm now looking at this as do you know what god gives those people over us as leaders as gifts to us to equip us and that i feel really comforted knowing that that there are people that god is anointing and putting in place to lead and shepherd us as his church so that they can help equip us they can help teach us they can help grow us they can help give us that sense of Purpose that we have within the church, and that's a that's a really comforting um, thought for me. Like a child in a family feels comforted because her parents are guiding her and showing her the way that they can grow into a mature adult. And as as a parent with my kids, you know, seeing my kids flourish and growing into adulthood is such an incredible thing. And I know that's you know one thing that God loves when He sees His children growing and flourishing into maturity, which is what it talks about in this passage but it's everyone contributing, everyone adding themselves and giving us a sense of ownership of our beloved church, which we love. And you know, that contribution leads to maturity, which is what this is talking about. It says quite clearly that it leads to maturity. And I think, you know, we're a church thankfully, where our contribution matters and that contribution helps us to grow maturity. And unfortunately, there's there's many places where the requirement for contribution is coming with maturity. But actually, this scripture is talking about a whole different way. It's talking about come, add yourself, contribute, and you will become mature in the doing, in the process. And again, that's so comforting because it means I don't have to come with this polished selfie attitude of I've got to be, you know, this perfect person before I can add and before I can contribute. No, no, no. It's it's saying the opposite. It's saying come, add yourself, contribute, and you will become mature in the process. And if we think about Jesus as our example, the first four books of the New Testament in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they describe god and jesus life and what he did on the earth and and everything that he did with his interactions with people was about equipping people particularly his disciples equipping them and helping them to grow and helping them to serve other people and i think sometimes we 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 can think that um that you know the staff and the leaders are there to serve everybody else and everybody else is the beneficiary of that well Kind of yes but not really they're there to equip us so that we can make our contribution and so that we can um, be equipped for the works of service and that's exactly what Jesus did when he was on the earth and he didn't leave the disciples when he um, when he died and when he went to heaven and, and um, left them with the Holy Spirit he didn't leave them um, equippedless he equipped them to know how to then take his message forward into the world so you know if if you're here and you have joined us for the first time today, you're welcome here. Your, your presence here matters and your contribution matters to the fact that you're here watching and joining in and you know maybe opening your heart a little bit to, to this message means that you're, you're absolutely welcome here. You have a seat at our table to enjoy this family. And if you've been here for a long time, you are so welcome here, your contribution is honoured and celebrated and thanked and hopefully you feel like you have a place in this future too. We're all in this together, all different like I said, all unique but our contribution together matters and contributes to the greater whole. No contribution is too small and you might be listening to this and thinking well what can my contribution be maybe you haven't been in a place where you've um, felt like you're contributing at all maybe when i talked about that family member that rocks up at the table and then disappears maybe you feel like maybe you're that person hey that's okay the fact that you are here matters but let's help you be on a journey so that you can begin to contribute more and the first thing um that you can do is to contribute your commitment your being here you're adding yourself to the community and within that your unity within the community that's what you can bring and god says he commands a blessing when there's unity and commitment isn't something that we can ever demand it's it's something that you know as individuals we bring and give as our gift the second way that you can contribute is through your language through how you talk about your church, our church. and that language of us, we, my church is so powerful. you know we know um, we know what people groups have you know been influential in different countries because of the language that's spoken. I know the British language is full of different um, languages um, because of who has actually had influence um, within our culture. And you know our language needs to be one of unity but also one of encouragement of each other of speaking well of each other, of bringing people in and involving them within our lives and not holding people at arm's length. Um, And, you know, if we're all to contribute together, then we need to have that sense of, hey, come on, join me within this family. Not gossiping or talking behind each other's backs or, or saying negative things about the church because, you know, that doesn't bring unity. That does quite the opposite. That divides people and that's not what we're about at all. The third area that we can contribute is with our resources and our skill. You know, financially contributing towards the church is is a great way that we can help contribute towards the church and the church growth. And through our, our skill areas that we might feel that we can help serve in, whether we have a particular skill of working with children or with IT or musical giftings, you know, whatever we, um, we have that's really um important to us like you know you might be such an encouraging smiley person you might be you know fantastic to to host people and to encourage people um, along their journey um, and you know can i encourage you If there is someone that you see within the community who is doing something that you would really love to also do, maybe just reach out to them and say, hey, I'd love to join you on that. Is there any way that I can get involved? You know, putting ourselves out there creates vulnerability. But actually, that then is such an invitation for people to draw us in. And sometimes it takes a bit of bravery just to step out and say, I'd really like to help in some way. What can I do? This is what I'm good at. This is what, you know, maybe skills I have. Maybe you... When you're listening to me saying that, you're thinking, I haven't got any skills, what what can I bring? Everyone has something. Like I said, you might be good at smiling, saying hello to people. You might even wanna be able to join the host team that helps welcome people on the chat on a Sunday service. Um, You know, There are so many different things that we can all contribute. The fourth thing is our time. Like I said before, your being here is so important and so key your presence matters not just because we want a big church full of great numbers to celebrate no because everyone is important and everyone is valuable and everyone that adds themselves into this family of God can help make this place even more beautiful make this family even more valuable and then also giving the the fifth thing is helping others to find their fit too and you know, like i said if you're if you're someone who who I've just encouraged to step out and make that connection and say, "Hey, I'd like to help somehow," if you're that person that somebody else is coming to and saying, "I'd really like to help somehow what can i what can I do then it's your um it's your i'm commissioning you in a way to say, "Hey, come on, yes." join me on this, I can help you get fitted, I can help you contribute. I can help you find your fit within this family Um, and you know even that could be helping people find their fit within friendship circles, within friendship groups, within a within your circle group you know you know there's always space for more, we never want to be those people that have our backs to the door that when people come in they don't feel welcome, we never want to be those people who have our tight friendship circle that is so inclusive that no one feels that they can join in you know, John and I are brand new to this church community in some ways, and we have felt so welcomed by people who have said, yes, come on, join me within my friendship group, join me, let's have a Zoom together, let's have um, have some time having a catch-up over coffee on FaceTime, we have felt so welcomed, and what a powerful, what a powerful um, um environment that that can be for people walking into, where they feel welcomed, where they feel like, oh, I can find friendships here. I can find those connections that I so long for in my life. And then the the sixth area that I want to talk about that we can help contribute in is prayer. Prayer is really, really key. Praying for our church members, praying for for our family. You know, when we're when we're in a, a family unit together, physical family unit. We pray for each other, we pray for our kids, we pray for our parents, we pray for our siblings. And that's an important part of contributing to that family, inviting Jesus into that family. And that's the same within the church family. You know, we invite Jesus in. He's the chief cornerstone, which I've just described when I read that passage in Ephesians. He's the chief cornerstone, therefore we invite him in. We invite his presence in to our community, to our family. Prayer is so key. And what can you pray for? Well, you can pray for each other. You can pray um, within your group. If you're part of a group, you can pray together. You can pray for the church as a whole. You can pray for our city and our province, for the need that we can see out there. You know, within this COVID season, there is so much need. And we can pray for our leaders. We can pray for our family. We can pray for ourselves. But for me at the moment, I think the way that my prayer life has developed even more has been those prayers of thankfulness. And prayers of thankfulness um, have a slightly different motive behind them. Those prayers of thankfulness are inviting Jesus in and saying, I thank you. And it gives us a sense of gratitude and it opens our hearts and opens our lives to more of what he can do. And, you know, the, the prayers of begging God to help us are really important too. But so let prayers of thankfulness guide us on our journey. Prayer changes things because God comes in and he does things when we allow him to. It invites him to work in our situations. He's not pushy. He waits for us to invite him in. And he wants to be invited in. You know, he talks about you know knocking on the door of our hearts and, and hoping that we'll open them to him. And, at, you know, at the end of this message, I will pray a prayer um, that does exactly that, that invites those of you who maybe haven't yet um, invited Jesus into your life. Maybe you haven't yet ever known that you can have a relationship with the God that you maybe have heard about, um, but didn't know that he was actually a living God who wants to be involved in your life. At the end of this message, I would love to pray that prayer that invites him into your life. But you know, we all have, a contribution, like I said. And Psalm 92 um, talks about how important being part of this community and um, contributing to it is. And um, from verse 12 through to 15, it says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord, They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him my goodness thank you Jesus that still in old age we can bear fruit and as I get older and older I hang on to scriptures like this because I know that that gives me hope that I can still flourish no matter what age and you know we have some incredible older people as part of this church we love you and we thank you for your faithfulness over the years and we thank you for your contribution of prayer and love and encouragement to us and you still have purpose in you know this this so beautifully says that you will still bear fruit and I believe that you will still bear incredible fruit no matter how old or in what situation you might be in our care home well we just thank you for your prayers in that care home because we so so appreciate them but this psalm invites us into a place of fruitfulness it's it's flourishing it's green it's lush it speaks of you know, growth and, and you know, wonderful experiences. It has no age requirements. It has no gender requirements. It's inclusive to all who would come. It's an invitation to all who would come. And we're part of this extraordinary family of God, this incredible family of God. And this Psalm also gives us a picture of what we're building towards the future. It speaks of longevity, you know, bearing fruit in old age doesn't happen overnight. This is the trajectory of our lives being towards growth. And we can have blips along the way, we can have mess ups along the way, we can have times when things are not great, but the trajectory of our life is towards growth. And that continues um, when we add ourselves and see that our contribution is absolutely valuable, not just because of what we do, because we add ourselves and who we are to the community. Maybe, like I said, if you feel like you don't really contribute yet, let me encourage you, step in. Let me encourage you, take some of that practical advice that I've given and maybe have a conversation with someone that you trust within church. Maybe, you know, you're someone in your group that you've got alongside. Maybe join a group if you haven't yet. But can I encourage you, make a practical step, make a phone call, send a text, reach out. And you know, like I said earlier, I would love to invite those of you who haven't yet stepped into that relationship with Jesus because that's where all of this begins. This is where our um, life trajectory of, of being part of the family of God, that's where it begins at the very, first step of i'm adding myself not just to a community well that's so important but into a relationship with god into a relationship with the creator of this universe who who put me on this planet who like it says in psalm 139 who knit me together in my mother's womb you are invited into a relationship with him and and in a moment on the chat there'll be a little button that you can click that says yeah i want to raise my hand i want to um, I want to step into a relationship with Jesus. Let me encourage you. If if when I'm talking right now, you feel that, that that's maybe you, maybe your heart's beating a little bit faster. Maybe you're wondering, oh, is that? Let me encourage you. Click that button. And, and you can also, once you've done that, you can also then go through and, and chat with one of us as hosts We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to equip you. We'd love to send you a Bible. Um, you know, we have Bibles here in church. We'd love to be able to do that for you to equip you along that journey as part of this incredible family. But if you're if you're feeling like, yeah, I need to make that step, maybe you've, like I said, never had that opportunity, or you've never taken the opportunity to step into a relationship with God. Maybe you didn't know that you could, or maybe you already have done once. Maybe you've you know, lived that life being part of the family, but for some reason that, that you, know, you have either walked away or things in your life have happened and you've stepped out of that, that relationship with him. Or maybe you just know you're not in the right place that you need to be right now. Let me encourage you, take that step in. You, know, you just need to take one step towards god and he'll come running to you and you know fling his arms around you and say you are welcome into this family and right now i'm going to pray and if that's you and you're thinking yep yeah, i want to pray that prayer too then i encourage you pray along with me and then like i said we'd love to connect with you afterwards so let's pray right now dear heavenly father i thank you that you are a loving god i thank you that you want me to be part of your family And I thank you that you want relationship with me. I thank you that you sent your son to die for me so that I could have a relationship with the father. I thank you that when you died, you took my sin on your shoulders. You took my sin and that you made me right with God. I thank you that I don't have to do anything other than accept it as a free gift. I step into relationship with you right now I invite you into my heart and I turn away from living life for me and I turn towards living life with you and you equipping me along the way in Jesus name amen amen and like I said if you prayed that prayer and you really um you meant it then can I just celebrate you can I just say well done that is the best decision that you could ever make. And like I said, we'd love to chat with you and maybe pray further with you and, and give you a Bible. So if you wanna do that, then like I said, click that button and, and go through and speak to one of the hosts and we'll be sure to equip you. But thank you so much church for, um for like I said, for encouraging John and I along this journey of, of moving towards getting closer. We hope to being there. But we will be with you very soon, but until then, we're together in unity, we're praying for you, we love you. Amen.